people of the Trail Show Nation. This is not a test of the warning system. Repeat, this is not a test of the warning system. Were this a test, we would tell you, but this is not a test. In the next few weeks, our podcast may disappear from iTunes. Do not be afraid. We repeat, do not be afraid. The Trail Show will return if it does, in fact, disappear. Our podcast will be moving from one web host to another, and the former host may choose to hold our podcast hostage. In that situation, we may take (laughs) drastic measures to resolve the hostage situation and rename or remove our podcast from iTunes. (gasps) Oh, my God. In this tense situation, we will rename our podcast to... An in-depth review of hiking gear and current technology, but only for a short time until we are able to rename it back to the trail show. So we repeat, do not be afraid. We will return to iTunes if forced to leave. And in the meantime, you will always find us at W Full Stop The Trail Show Full Stop Com. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. It's the trail show. My God, Polly. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Amosil. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Max Macanati. He's a fraud. And now, from Dilo's basement, it's The Trail Show. We are live from the Bobby Walter Studio at the Deloplex Broadcast Center in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. You are listening to The Trail Show, and we are heard worldwide on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. It is Friday, May 16th. We are quite delighted to have you along with us today. It's quite lovely of you to have tuned in. Creepy. I need this. <laughs> this month's trail show is sponsored by all the trail show listeners that have signed up via PayPal to make recurring monthly donations. Yeah. You too can help support the trail show and the Bobby Walter studio by signing up to make an automatic recurring monthly donation. Your donation will help us continue the charade while providing you with the best in beer, trails, and nonsense. Head on over to the website at www.thetrailshow.com and click the donate button. And then be sure to check the box for Make This Recurring Monthly. Thank you for your support. If your business or website is interested in advertising on The Trail Show, or if you too are a longtime listener, first-time caller, that would like to sponsor the show, please email our advertising staff at sales at thetrailshow.com. Partner with The Trail Show and get the word out about your business or website. That contact info again, Mags, is me. You have D'Lo all queued up here, ready to go. I mean, he's D'Lo just, didn't want to no, do it anymore. No, never mind, dude. I won't do it. I won't do it. Are you ready? Did, he was ready. I mean, what? he was ready to go. Dude, I was poised to go. That contact info again, D'Lo, is? Never mind. Oh. Sales at thetrailshow.com. Thank you, Mags. And there is a great new website you should check out done by Mr. D'Lo. Actually, it's not really done by me. It's done by WordPress. Well, you you were the orchestrator, you were the conductor, if you will. Yeah, he he did. He I, did. I put I put it all together. 
It's pretty sweet. Head on over and check it out. It's uh, much better than anything we had over the last two years. It looks less GeoCities-like. <laughs> it looks less 1995. <laughs> it looked like a 1995 yeah, You webpage. have to go back to the, uh, the historical days of the internet in the Americas to really know what GeoCities was. Historical uh, days of the uh, internet. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'm hey. showing my geek slash root slash that. Just... That's okay. Mags Mags started back in the day, probably back in like 1992, with an AOL email address. I had a Vic modem. Vic modem. Yes. All right, yeah. all right, all right, geeks. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why don't we give ourselves a pound in the back for two years of the Trail Show? Yeah. Yes. Is this our two-year anniversary? This is our twenty-fourth show. Twenty-four wow. show. Two years. Wow. Eighty thousand downloads. Oh, hold on a second. You say this is our twenty-fourth show, but we've done three bonus shows. Are those three bonus shows counted in our twenty-four shows? Well, they're no. bonus. That's why they're. So we've bonus. done twenty-seven shows. That's correct. Okay, but those twenty, those extra three, don't really count towards our twenty-four regular shows. So anyway, shows. that's also correct. But okay. we've had two years of bears, trails, trails. and nonsense. Wow. And we're we're still here, people. Usually, we're still here. we're still here, and Disco and I are still married. We're still married, and actually, Mags and I are both still. D'Lo married. D'Lo hasn't yeah. walked out on his wife and kid yet. No, I haven't walked out my wife, guinea pig, and cat. No, that's that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Two years. Who would have thought? You know. And next next month, I'm going to do a uh, brief history of trail podcasts. So. Get oh, ready for wow. that. That'll be as exciting as my Vic modem talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that'll be after the Vic modem segment. It's going to be wonderful. Contact. Right. Uh, for, for information about Paul's Vic modem, send him an email at paulmagnanti at aol.com. <laughs> oh, this is on BBS's, dude. Never mind. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Where, where the heck are we and what are we doing? Um, real quick, though, I do want to say thanks to all the listeners. I mean, we, we started this thing off and said, let's give it six shows and see, you know, we're, we're kind of spitballing, see if, if we had anyone listen. And we did. So six shows became 12 shows, became 24 shows, and we're still going. And, and tell me that, like, after every six shows, we, we did have a serious discussion about whether we should continue going. That's so, right. Um, we I all think, took days off work to discuss I, I, it. I think... You know, next week, uh, the four of us are probably going to take some time off from work yeah. and get together yeah. um, and just discuss whether we should continue this. And uh, on our two-year anniversary tonight, I yeah. finally broke something. First piece of equipment broken tonight. Yeah, POD broke one of our... We've got these really cool um, beer cup holders that attach to our mic stands. And I broke POD, one. POD broke one. It I was, was too a sad, drunk. A sad thing. On that H2O over there. Now we're going to have to buy more. There, so are, there need, are our Diane Pinker's beer cup holders. We're going to need monthly donations to get another beer holder. Enough with the nonsense, although we do a whole lot of that. What are we doing today, Mags? we got some news. We have maybe an embedded reporter well, we're going to call in. Maybe. Actually, I think so. I think that's going to work out. Okay. We're going to have a international reporter. Yes. Yeah. International. For, for yeah. our Trail of the Month. For right. our Trail of the Month. Rude boy. Top five from iTunes. We've done quite a few trips this month. And one of our trips did involve bear, trails, and nonsense all rolled into one. Oh, yeah. The, the Denver Brewery. Uh, I believe both of them did. That's both true. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You could say that. To a Absolutely. certain degree. Um, let's see, we have our mailbag, um, some shout-outs, of course, um, and a trail tip, I imagine. Yes. Uh, we have some media musings. Um, one really good, one not so good. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I also have a uh, a brewery tip. So after Ooh. your trail, that's a new segment. Trail tip of the month. I have a brewery tip of the month. Delo's beer tip of the month. We're yeah. gonna need a new stager for that. I'm gonna have yeah. to work on something. Yeah. So yeah, we have a nice tw- two year anniversary show coming up. So should we start things off with news? I think we shall. All right, maybe that that part with the embedded reporter. Could you save that for the last piece of news just to give us a little more time? I, I will gladly do that. In fact, by coincidence, it is. So there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with all the news that's fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Magsmignanti. All Take right. Really big news. The Pacific Crest Trail to Hone Ranch uh, worked on agreement with various conservation organizations, including the Pacific Crest Trail Alliance. The t- PCTs being routed over the Tehachapis. See, I thought this happened like two or three years ago. I thought... I think they were in talks, and the economy, of course, imploded. What does that mean? Like, it's a different route into uh, they avoid the, the Hatchapi? They avoid the L.A. Aqueduct. It's going to be routed. Oh. No, it's no longer going to go through the Lancaster Valley. Isn't that what the Yeah, it'll, it'll be on the actual Pacific Crest as opposed to the Aqueduct. Some oh, people okay. say Lancaster. Is it the Lancaster Valley, though? It is, right? I just want to know. That's what it's that arm of the Mojave is it's called, It's actually right? the Lancaster. La- but, La- but it'll still go through Hikertown, right? I don't want to You can find that. Bob Iman there in the Lancaster Valley, man. But it'll be 38 miles through the mountains, um, and it's on the crest. So, <sighs> What about that guy, man? Who was that guy who had that house? Lancaster Valley, oh, man. man. He Bob died. He died. Man. He died. <laughs> He was super crazy. Jack Fair. Now yeah, it's yeah, Hikertown. What happened to Jack, Jack Fair? It's Hikertown. It's Hikertown? Well, if okay. you, do you really want to know what happened to Jack? No, I know Jack. He died, right? We don't need okay. to talk about that. That was many years ago. Um, and he was crazy, right? But he was a, he was a concerned citizen. He, he, he was a colorful character. He yeah. on these yeah. long trails. Yeah. How, that's but a now that's video. a hiker hostel, his, his home? Uh, Hi- hostel would be a bit of a stretch. Hiker, that's Hikertown. What's Hikertown? I don't know. It's what a couple is. of. Empty semi trailers that you Man, can sleep in. Uh, that, we were, it was open when we went through. It, it just started. To really, well, we actually, need a bonus when, show to in, answer in that 2002, question. In 2002, when I hiked the, the Pacific Coast Trail, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually spent like the afternoon at the former Jack Fair's house. Yeah. And the guy who had just bought it from Jack Fair was there. And he was all, he was cool with us just hanging out in the shrubbery of his house to stay out of the sun, you know? Um, and he, he said something to me like, oh, I used to be in pictures, but just the X-rated ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, by the way. That was his joke. But that, I think it was probably true, right? That guy still owns the property and runs the hostel. Yeah, so he's yeah. the one who owns the hostel. So yes. it's pretty interesting. He, he was super cool to us. But I was hiking with a very attractive young lady. So mm-hmm. I think he, he, he wanted us to stay, not because of yeah. myself and two other guys I was hiking with, but because of this per- the other person we were hiking with. So everybody in this room, you realize if they take the aqueduct off the trail, then we can always say to all the new PCT hikers, well, back when I did it, it was way harder. We had to walk the aqueduct 16 miles with no shade and water. Or but, that could be like an official, you know, extremely badass, like, alternate route. Like, why would I go up through the mountains when I could cut straight across the bottom floor of the Mojave <laughs> Desert? <laughs> On the aqueduct. <laughs> Dumb. But it's going to make the trail slightly longer. Oh. Oh, that's it. Uh, so people that's screw up people's schedules, man. Plus, they're going to put in a bunch of switchbacks, which is oh, going to make it like even twice as long. Gosh. It really needs switch to be backs. Yeah. Quit now. Damn horses. Quit now, people. Our, a mutual friend of ours is actually pretty familiar with them, Mark. 
because he grew up not too far from there, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he says they're nice mountains, nothing special, but certainly nicer than walking along a concrete yeah, aqueduct. Yeah, in, in all seriousness, it's going to be a lot nicer than walking along a concrete aqueduct, especially because they're going to make a beautiful trail through these mountains. On the crest. Yeah. So right. it'll be the troopers. But, I mean, this is going to take a while. I mean, they just basically signed the agreement. Oh, so I still have time to plan that into my... 2026. Oh, you can still high. walk the aqueduct. There's still plenty of time. <laughs> there you go. So I, I think that's pretty cool news. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Kind of in the same theme, there's been some poaching with the California Redwoods. People have been taking chunks to make furniture and sell oh, wood. They, what? they caught this guy, I heard. Yeah. I mean, you look at the trees, they're just these huge gouges in these old redwoods. They should take a chunk out of him. Yeah. So, you know, that was really sad. I never knew. It makes sense, you know, have some. Furniture, maybe, maybe take an organ, like a kidney or something. <laughs> you, you got caught poaching. Going to yeah, donate a kidney? You only need one or lung. You know what happened? Yeah. You? All right, and let's see what's going. Oh, the five fingers debacle. Have you... Oh man, that was on NPR. So wait a minute. What? I don't like. What's going on? They made some health claims that are bunk, basically. Oh, uh, didn't Skechers get in trouble for something similar about yes. a year ago? But, yeah, yeah, pretty much. They basically it's... told you if you wear them, you'll have King Karda- Kim Kardashian's ass. <laughs> Wow, that's a hell of a claim. That's Skechers, not the uh, okay. Five Fingers. Okay, that's different. Yeah, yeah. And they're so, and I guess be, it's so high profile because they're. Let's face it, it's a yuppie shoe. You know, people want to. They, they look so dumb. Send all hate mail to Max at thetrailshow.com. It's Dude, true. there are five I mean, finger evangelists, and you just stepped all over them. Man. In all honesty, if you really want to, like, if you're really concerned about, you know, what the Five Finger shoes would do for your health and how, like, the the you know primitive human beings walked around without shoes and and how the five fingers are replicating that in the modern day and age you should just walk around without shoes man it's cheaper get on the trail it's easier yeah it's become when i say it's like a yuppie it's kind of like the north face jacket people will wear mountaineering jackets yeah just because it looks nice you see a lot of people around god knows in boulder mm-hmm. wearing those five finger shoes and well it's on, it, on pavement for crying out loud it's interesting <laughs> they did it they actually did a piece on npr about it, and they interviewed some guy from some running pl- magazine in based in out of Boulder, Boulder, right? Yeah, I don't Probably. know his name, but anyway, he was talking about the whole minimalist trend, and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, people who are outdoor enthusiasts, they grab onto something and then they run with it. No pun intended. And you know, the the minimalist thing came out, and people just went crazy, and they spend a hundred dollars on these like slippers. I mean, the, the, the five fingers, those at least have Vibram soles, so there's some mm. cost of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, a lot of those minimalist shoes, like the ones Hearsay wears, they're like slippers. And, you know, you're spending 100 bucks on these things. Yeah. And, but his whole point was, it's fine because in the end, if anything has come out of this, it's that people have started to think about their own gait a little bit more and their own feet and how they're, some people... Like the minimalist, and and then he talked about the hokas, which are the shoes that disco wears, the crazy I love <laughs> moon shoes. They will change your running life. But anyway, completely. it was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of validity to the shoes. Just I think some of the claims. No, they made, I don't think they're valid at all. I'm trying to be a little more diplomatic away from. If the you're hate doing mail. ballet, they're great. Barefoot Jake, please send all hate mail to pod <laughs> at thetrailshow.com. <laughs> but in any case, it made it made it to NPR. It's just kind of funny how this relatively yeah, niche shoe. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting us, them to call us, actually, for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> NPR or Vibram or both? Both. Oh, man. Right. We'll, we'll get Skirk on the show before that happens. There you go. <laughs> and Meadow Ed. <laughs> That's right. I think next month we're going to... Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You're wrong. Guests, You're wrong. Our guest next month will be 
the meadow ed and Andrew i think you're Skirka. wrong man i think you're wrong really yeah it's like happening. a battle royal be great yeah uh, not happening though, huh? Probably not going to happen now. But you know, you'll be very excited about this, D'Lo. Yes, tell me the more. The movie Wild, December fifth. Dude, I got to finish that book soon. No, D'Lo, I thought no. you were B- done. B three PO emailed and said, "Tell D'Lo, don't finish the book. <laughs> the movie's coming out." In fact, we're going to have a live podcast of from the movie. the movie from the premiere. <gasps> <gasps> that would be great to do, like the mystery science theater style. Well, we'll have it in the lobby. And we'll just interview people. That would be so fun. We'll interview people on the way out. Yeah. Um, could you tell us how you felt about that movie? Are you going to hike the PCT next year? How did Reese do in her portrayal of Cheryl Strayed? <laughs> did she capture the, the pain, the you know, agony, we, the joy? We might be able to the do something. Addiction. I wonder if we could. That would be really fun. So it's a de- December 5th release? Yeah. Okay. No, wait, point... I don't think Cheryl Strayed was ever truly addicted to drugs. Oh, okay. Well, she wasn't. Whatever. She wasn't. I mean, hmm. I've been reading Wild for like a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I've read it like four times, but never really finished it, you know? Um, and every time I read it, I really kind of learn more and become closer to Cheryl. And I really understand how she feels and what she was going through. And I don't think she ever really truly had a drug problem. I think she just kind of started to fall in with the wrong crowd. Is that what happened to you? <laughs> that was almost beautiful, D'Lo. Thanks, Max. All right. Do we, are we? Bringing it back to Max. <laughs> so, another anniversary this year. Smokey the Bear turns 50. Smokey oh, the Smokey. Bear. He's Smokey, Smokey the, the Bear. <laughs> He's only 50? Smoke and Beer. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow, I, th- I just assumed... The campaign. Only the one about only you. Yeah, st- I assume you've been around forever. What about Woodsy the Owl? That's my favorite yeah, dude. Forest Service I think that's mascot. About Woodsy you know, I believe that's that in the 70s, you know? Yeah, that... I'll have to research that one more, but I'm pretty sure it's late 60s or late I'll 70s. I'll bet you will, too. You know what? <laughs> I'll get us a Wood- Woodsy clip for next Let's do that, show. because we know that Smokey had a purpose. Smokey's purpose was to avoid people starting forest fires. Yeah. He's been around longer, but as far as the campaign... What was Woodsy's purpose? Uh, that was Give a, a hoot. Don't pull yeah, it. Was a oh, right, litter, right, right. litter thing. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Yes. Sorry. You don't see Woodsy around much my anymore. Child, my no. childhood just escapes me for a moment. My childhood was typical. So I guess Smokey's cooler than Woodsy. Uh, they didn't give Woodsy a fair shake, man. They, they had Woodsy on for like five years, and then they kiboshed Woodsy. Maybe we should do a little poll on our Facebook page. Woodsy or Smokey? Woodsy versus I, I Smokey. I think us aging Gen Or Xers. Yogi. Woodsy, yeah. Smokey, or Yogi? Oh. The bear. Was Yogi part of the Forest no. Service, too? Yogi no, Yogi was we, not. But these are all cartoon no. characters that were associated That's with not the outdoors. What, come on, Dilo. What are you doing? pay attention. I, I know it's attention. tough. I had a hard day today, okay, oh, guys? Oh, God. I'm probably gonna... we go. Yeah, Max, hurry, hurry. All right. Bringing it back. So I, got, I have only one news item left. Yeah? I think, I, I think I, we're good. Okay. I think we're good. So it is that time of the year. There is a closure out of Silverton because of fires, right on the CDT, no less. Yes, and uh, we have a friend who's been on the show before, Eric Hearsay-Payne, who now lives... Wait, Silverton or Silver City? Silver City, I'm sorry. Silver City. But it's basically all of Highway 15. Alternate routes may not be available as well. And the trailheads on the CDT are basically from the Arrestra site to the Sapillo Campground. All right, let's uh, let's call our man on the scene hearsay pain to see if we can get an embedded reporter's point of view about this fire. I think it's called the signal fire. Let's see if he's going to answer his signal. His uh, yes, the signal fire. We'll see if he answers his phone. I might even play it. Pro- Ooh, 
That didn't sound good. Let's try it one more time. Oh. I think that's a negative. Let's try third time is a charm. Okay. One more time, and then we're going to have to kibosh this segment. All right. Oh, oh. that's it. Sorry. Wait, what it looks that like mean? A, it means that he's not online. It means he's still trying to get he's his still, child to go to sleep. Yeah. We should pull back the curtain a bit. Here's a, um, he, he had some last-minute uh, child duties to handle in. Wasn't sure oh. if he'd be able to take our call or not. It looks like his child got the best of him this Friday night. What are you going to do, Mags? What are you going to do? Yeah, All right. What do you do? Well, there it was. Up, I was looking up Smokey the Bear and Woodsy. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. He just ran out the door, Mr. Paul Mags Magnanti. So I think we should table the Trail of the Month until we can actually call our... Oh, yeah. yeah inter- that's at our, the end. Okay, very we good. splice it in later. So in that case, why don't I do a little iTunes Top 5 and we, with our standard um, music for everything. Thilo, you all right? Can I do iTunes Top 5? No. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. Okay, very good. All right. And this, this month I'm just going to do five. The The number of uh, reviews have slowed down a bit. So, And I think, Dilo, you recognize this first reviewer, Kevin Vest. Yes. Mr. Kevin Vest gives us five stars. He says, I like the show overall. The sound effects I could do without, and I'm only on episode two. So I look forward to improved sound quality. How is it possible he's only on episode two? He wrote the review in March of 2014. We did episode two like almost two years ago. I think Kevin takes his time doing things. Okay. I, probably, are you guys in the same book club for uh, Wild? Wild, yeah. Anyway, he goes on to say, I first saw the documentary and loved it, by the way. Disco and P.O.D., you guys are awesome. Wow. You, you other guys are okay, I guess. <laughs> Dilo, did you piss this guy off? Like, no. I know you've been emailing wait, with him wait, a little say bit. Say that again. Say that again. He wrote, "You other guys are okay, I guess," but he put a little smiley face with a wink. So, hmm. emoticon. Okay. Uh, Mountain Rain says, "Freaking awesome! Five stars." Only wish I had discovered the trail show sooner. Perfect for filling the lull between mountains and trails. The show is endlessly entertaining and informative. I can't wait to start episode bringing until I'm all caught up think there's a typo in there number three by johnny johnny he says great five stars this noise is good Interesting. <laughs> I think, okay i think that's a pretty solid review maybe that's uncle johnny uh yeah, no well who knows it could be so aka evo says five stars as a section hiker i feel fortunate when i can get out on the trail for a week or two I think that one of the things that draws me to the wilderness is the sense of community that exists on the AT and I'm sure on the other long-distance trails. Even though you may be hiking with a group or groups for only a short period, I'm always joyed at how accepting and caring most thru-hikers are. The trail community is wonderful. Last one from Edge UK. Five stars, it's better than cats. (laughs) He says, binge listens... Binge listened to this on my daily commute. Then I triple crowned with the bonus shows. Yeah. yeah. What's not to like? I especially like the absence of gear reviews. There are plenty of websites dedicated to that if that's what you want. So that was from Educate. So that's, we had a, another bunch of five-star reviews. Maybe nice. next month we'll get some bad baloney, and that'll be fun to read, too. It's been okay. a while since we've had some bad baloney. true. Has been a while since we had some bad bologna. Maybe we're doing things right. Well, and the last I time we had that far, and the last time we had bad bologna, we've used it as our motto. 
It's true. That's right. I tell you what, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about our trips of the month. I know you guys haven't asked me, but I won't be appearing on your show. The Trail Show. Broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Mr. Mags, do you have a correction? I do. I was misreading the URL. It's actually a 70th anniversary, and I was thinking about that. Like, oh, it's 70 now? I thought it was 60. I know. It goes up by 10 every time we I know, I know. This is for Smokey the Bear. Smokey. Okay. Yeah, so I, thought, I thought he was older than 50. So he's the same he, age as my dad. But you know what? He's a very, he, he, he may be 70, but you look at Smokey. He, he looks tough and rugged. You know, he, he, doesn't, maybe, he doesn't really age. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that. I yeah. know. Smokey so, doesn't age. Man. I know. But Woodsy, on the other hand. Yeah. But I, I think that's, um, that's kind of an inherent uh, trait of cartoon characters in general. They just don't age. Okay. And we have another correction. We, uh, I don't know how another this is correction. possible, but we forgot one of the, you know, the most coveted segments on the show. Go. On the show. Mike DiLorenzo's, Mike DiLorenzo's Mike Beer of the Month. Beer of the Month. Beer of the Month. Beer of the Month. All right. What are we drinking this month? We are drinking a mixed 12-pack of Upslope. Upslope breweries out of Boulder, Boulder Colorado. Colorado. They actually have two brew pubs here in Boulder, Colorado, one on the north side of town and one on the east side of town. Very close to my house. Well, now, I, I didn't know that. I've only been to the one on the north side. Yep. They opened one up in the east side of town in an office park. So far, I've had the IPA, and now I'm drinking the Belgian Pale Ale, which is a seasonal Good summer beer. Yeah, both of them are actually really good. What are you guys drinking? Uh, I have the Belgian. I'm still I have the on, Belgian. I'm still of on course. the pale. The pale. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell our listeners what I think of Upslope. I like Upslope. However, I am not really a big fan of the canned products that you can purchase in the stores. Excuse me. Mm. I find them a little boring. I've drank them all one too many times, perhaps. They just don't do Alcoholic. it for me anymore. They don't do it for you, man. But when I do find myself at one of the brew pubs, and lately it's only been the east one because the north one is, you know, a full eight miles from here. Yeah, it's way too far. It's just too far. I love what they have on tap. They just have a tremendous variety of collaboration ales, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of wonderful things, things that you just can't get in the bottles. So, I, Or I should say in the cans because they don't have bottles, just cans. So um, I, I'm a, I like Upslope. But I'm not a bit, I don't really buy their yeah. products in the store because that which they sell in the store just doesn't do it for me. I got two things. A, the reason we had to buy beer this month is because the ball was dropped not only by one person, but by two people. So Markham dropped the ball. God bless you, Markham Carr. That didn't happen. And then your your boy Kevin, he apparently he's, he's reading he's Kevin, reading wild, man. He, Kevin, he's been reading wild. Well, and then all, there's a third person that dropped the ball. Who was that? D'Lo. No, I didn't drop the ball. <laughs> he was like, hey, everyone, I'll go pick up beer 
Get on the trail. Because I'm taking the day off. But oh, actually, if I don't have time, can Mags? Mags can Mags? I know you're get, working a full Mags, day. I'll, I'll put a bunch of mason jars on your doorstep, man. And if you, you can, can just do the extra task. Of but then, uh, the beer. but then I went to the brewery and I tried to get beer. And this should with we just, mason jars. Should we just jump right into? Yeah. Our let's pull new back segment? the curtain, man. Let's, What's our new segment? It's Mike, called Mike DeLorenzo. Can we, can we get some? Uh, Mike DeLorenzo's Brewery Tip of the Month. Here it is, the inaugural Brewery Tip of the Month. Brewery Tip of the Month. Okay, so what happened to me today was I went to Upslope with all good intentions of bringing fresh beer back to us tonight to drink. Because as I was saying, at the brew pub, they have an amazing selection of beer. And I wanted to bring some of that here into my basement in the Bobby Walter studio. (laughs) But I could not because I walked in there with two mason jars... (laughs) <laughs> and attempted to have them filled. Who, who walks in a brewery with open mason jars? I don't know jars? why this... People use mason jars all the time. People do in a use brewery? mason jars. Yes, yes, they do. Relax. Relax, Disco. <laughs> if you don't want a whole, you know, if you don't want a whole... That's drop. what yeah. they make bombers yeah. for. That's a 32-ounce glass jar if you don't want to do the 64-ounce growler. Hey, if you're in Boulder, you just dump out your container of sprouted brown rice and you... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, come on. Back to Mike DeLorenzo's Brewery Tip of the Month. Anyways, okay. what I found out tonight, this afternoon, was that I could not fill up my mason jars because they did not have a Surgeon General's alcohol warning on them. All right, this is crazy. Now, I went, I, I kind of, I, that's exactly what I felt when the woman at the bar, she went in the back, she looked for some upslope stickers that had the Surgeon General warning so that she could put them on my mason jars so that I could walk out of there and, and be within the rights of the law. Hmm. But she didn't have any, and she wouldn't take some off of some merchandise that they were going to try and sell, which I tried to ask her to do. She said, no, I can't do that. So I walked out of there without buying beer. And then I said to her, but none of my growlers, I have tons of growlers at home. None of them have surgeon journal warnings. Well, what did I do when I got home? I opened up my cabinet and looked at the three growlers, and every single one of them had a Surgeon General's warning on there. What does the warning say? You know, don't, you don't drink, drink while you're pregnant. Yeah, don't drink oh, while you're pregnant. that warning. Don't, alcohol will impact your ability to forget about it. motorized vehicles. Now, what make surprises podcasts. me about this story, and you particularly, is that you weren't carrying a Sharpie to immediately deface <laughs> mm-hmm. your mason jars and just write it on yourself. You just it, needed to be, it needs to be a sticker. It needs to be a sticker. Can you make up your own stickers? With the exa- I think if I printed out the Surgeon General's warning on stickers and slapped them on my mason jars, she would have had no problem filling them up. So the beer tip is... The beer tip is some shipping labels. Make sure that make sure that the vessel that you are looking to fill at the brewery has a Surgeon General's warning on there. Now, all of the three growlers that I have in my cabinets upstairs have stickers on them from various different breweries. Um, the Pump House in Longmont, Colorado, Oscar Blues in Lyons, Colorado, and I don't even know what the other one is. But I looked at the bottom of each one of these brewery stickers, and it is a Surgeon General's warning. So it was just a. a, a bad situation that Upslope didn't have any of their yeah. own stickers. I'm yeah. curious because, you know, the, the end thing now is that everybody's buying those stainless steel yeah. insulated growlers, yeah. and I'm wondering if those have... That's what I looked at. I looked at I was like, how much are those? She's like, those are $30. I said, you know, I don't really need another growler, especially for $30. But it did have one of those Surgeon General stickers. But it was not imprinted. It was just a yeah, sticker. Yeah, I was curious. So oh. if, if that sticker happened to get washed off, you're SOL, man. Disco, did you have something to say? What if I took a red Solo cup into the brewery and asked them to fill it so I could take it home? You probably Open could container. not. You can't leave, man. You not unless leave. you have a lid what for it. What if I had a lid? As long as you put a sticker on it. 
Yeah. So yeah, always sticker. carry stickers. Sure. And after more tips like this, maybe we'll make it a show 25. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. <laughs> All right. Before we get into our trips of the month, I want to give a big trail show round of applause to one Cade Brown. Who actually emailed me and said, hey, oh, yeah. I know what this is. So, oh, dude, that's Acoustic Hooka. That's Acoustic Hooka. The name oh. of the song is Through Hiker. And we put up a, um, a YouTube clip. It's about 12 minutes long of Acoustic Hooka in 2004 playing that song live. And Keller Williams comes out at minute six and he plays the air trumpet. And it's going to blow your mind. But big ups to Kay Brown for guessing. The right name of that song and band. Okay. Cool. We did, we did some trips since the last show. We did. We did. I know of two in particular. Mm-hmm. Where should we begin? Brew hike. Denver brew hike. Now, time out. Oh, what? You want to talk more about Upslope? No, I just, wanna, I just want us to be honest about this. Okay. Was it a brew hike or was it a pub crawl? No, it was, it was a, brew a brew hike. hike. It was Why? a brew pub hike. Pub crawls are not that long. We did about, pub especially crawl I walked would, back. It was about seven miles. Okay. Yeah. Pup okay. crawl would never be seven miles. Okay, no. that's the that's the differentiating factor. It right is there. the length. The length, huh? And so okay. it tur- would you say it turned out to be about seven miles for you? If well, you did, yeah. if you closed the loop, we didn't like, close okay. the loop. But I think if you didn't, it was like well, close it was to about five. Close to five. For we did us. some walking on the front and back end though with the buses. Yeah. So we probably did close to six. The plan was for seven breweries. We ended up going to eight, and then somehow Pud and I had tequila shots somehow. after the fact. Somehow, how did we'll that get, happen? We will get. Into that in a second. All right, let's talk about the brew hike. We started at, at um, Epic Brewing Company in Northern Denver. Yep. We immediately walked over to Stem, Stem Ciders, which is a hard cider kind of joint. That's that, kind of cool. It was interesting. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. From there, we rolled over to. Uh, we actually called an audible. River North. This wasn't on the route. This wasn't on the hike. But it was we did a blue it. blaze. Delo freaked out. He was he was unsure <laughs> as, about as it. usual. So we went to River North, which has sponsored a show in the past. That's right. And they have one of my favorite beers of the day. They have a beer um, that's very similar to Front Range Brewing Company's Rum Runner Coffee Quad. They have their own rum quad kind of deal, and it's quite delicious. Uh, And then we rolled over to Great Divide Brewing Company near the Colorado Rockies Baseball Stadium. And they had the Pootie Wagon. Oh, oh, was yeah. that the food the truck? The poutine burger. The pooty uh, By the way, gross. there was at least 100 people in Great Divide. I'm oh, ne- my God. I almost didn't even want to get a beer there. It was too crowded. It was it crazy. Was. It was crazy. It was fun. We needed to stop there, though, because that was the longest dry stretch of our hike after <laughs> Great Divide. It was. It was because from Great Divide, we pretty much had to go from North Denver to South Denver. Was that like one, one and a half? 1.8. 1.8 miles. Really? Yep. Yeah. Without a beer, it was, it was terrible. And, and, was and I should mention, walk. we had as many as 18 people. Yeah, um, it was a very, we, we, had, we met our listeners. That was just wonderful. Yeah, know. big ups to Happy Hour and Banquet what we and really, the Lone Tree Twosome. What we That's really right. should have done is set up a cache on that one point. <laughs> <in the stretch. laughs> Some trail magic. Should have set up trail a magic. Cache, but, you know what I loved about this brew? I must admit, I was a little like... Um, you skeptic. were unsure. You were a skeptic. Why? Well, let me... Because like, it's a beautiful Saturday. I'm going to Denver to walk around drinking beer, but... You know, it was great. Sounds great. Yeah. But no, it was like the, the urban through hike, like our friend Snorkel did, because yeah. we went into some really cool neighborhoods I wouldn't see otherwise. All these up and coming neighborhoods, a lot of little artist type places. And we sure. did go up and down probably about 20, 
uh, sidewalks, so that can kind of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was just really cool seeing these neighborhoods you normally wouldn't see in Denver. And Mags had a special moment between Great Divide Brewery and Lowdown Brewery. A I new did. Dunkin' Donuts. Appeared. Oh yes, my northeast heart. Uh, <laughs> they had a Dunkies. I had some iced coffee. Dunkies. Did you? I didn't notice that. I went to the bakery with the Lone Tree too, some which was fantastic. There was some like really nice bakery that they had heard about. We went there. That was delicious. And then we rolled into uh, Lowdown Brewery. That was my favorite. They had the Selfish. Oh, so good. You love the Selfish. <laughs> From there, we went to Truve, which is a... Um, <laughs> Swedish a, heavy metal. A Swedish heavy metal themed brewery. I, <laughs> it really is. It was cool. I don't know what to say. The beer was good. <laughs> yeah. They had a double IPA that I probably shouldn't have drank at that point in the hike. Yeah. From there, we went to Black Sky Brewing Company. Which, which is another heavy metal type that thing. Place, yeah. That place, that, that pizza was so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pizza was good. And the drinks were good. And we rounded out the hike at Renegade Brewing Company, which is, that was probably my favorite brewery of the entire hike. Although, POD ordered a <laughs> flight of seven samplers. You Great. told me to get a flight. So, let me explain. When you order, sometimes when you order a flight, it's, um, what a flight is, is it's four ounce glasses typically and you might get two you might get four but it's samplers you know but when you order a flight at renegade you get seven and so pod ordered a flight of seven it's like seven of different beers she took one and left me with six <laughs> and at this point was that in addition to the flight you ordered for oh yourself? this was in addition to no, like no 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 this was in addition to the seven breweries i just spent you know the whole day at needless to say <clears throat> I was in no condition to drive anywhere after Renegade Brewing Company. But the key is you just do a sample or two at the most. That's, See, what, that's Mags, what I... Mags, See, I should have talked to you. Banquet was drinking a full pint oh at every brewery. Banquet, you're a manimal. And he actually was like, at one point, he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get this beer for you guys. I want to get you a beer. And I was like, I'm just going to get samplers. He's like, never mind then. You have to get a full pint. <laughs> well, because... There so was I, so did, m- I did get a full pint at uh, Great Divide, actually. That. I am. I had a full pint at the last place, but everywhere else, yeah. I kept myself with two samples. Yeah, and then and that was a good plan. And then by man. the time we got to uh, Renegade, it was kind of like time for happy hour. Oh my god! So gosh. happy hour complimented us with a flight. It took us what five six hours just to get to Renegade, and and at that point, I was hungry. I said, "Let's go get some food." Pete was like, "Nah, let's go home." And you know, I was out of my mind at this point. So we went to El Noa Noa, which is one of my favorite Mexican places in Denver. This guy banquet went with us, and he immediately orders us a shot of tequila and another beer. And Peach. that's my that's one of my first rules for the fall brew hike coming up that we'll talk about in a minute is no alcohol after the last brewery is over. <laughs> it was a bad I mean, situation. It, it was bad. Oh it was. God. And then he wanted to go out, man. He wanted yeah. to go out and party. And I was like, dude, I've been going out for the last six hours. Like, what are you talking about? I, apparently, I'm a lightweight, you know. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Max. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I'd been to two of those eight breweries before. And I'd had beer from some of the other breweries. But when you throw eight back to back to back to back to back, it's just uh, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy, D-Lo. I would agree. I actually bailed after... Five. Did I you think. did you go to Lowdown? I went to Lowdown. Okay, and from Lowdown, I ran two miles back <laughs> oh God. to um, with the belly full of beer. With the belly full of beer and uh, meatballs, I ran <laughs> oh. two miles down Spear Boulevard back up to Market Street, where I promptly hopped on. Oh my gosh! The bus 
and took the bus back to the sta- the 16th Street station, and then I sat on the bus back to Boulder and read Mr. Money Mustache. Oh wow! <laughs> you were able to until my batteries died. <laughs> you were able to read. <laughs> oh yeah, I read. That's good. The hard part though was just I I left at four thirty because I didn't want to stay out until nine at night like you guys did, and I realized that trying to look looking to catch that five o'clock express bus from Denver to Boulder, I needed to run. Jeez, so man. I did, and so I did, and I made it. And I made it. There you go. I, I was impressed that you made it, but I was even more impressed that within twenty four hours of the brew hike being over. Mr. Paul Mignotti over here has already planned the Boulder Brew Hike that's going to go down this fall. And do you want to talk about that briefly? Well, in brief, um, you know, this is the historic Bear District. That's right. But I would say I live near the up-and-coming Bear District. Okay. How, how we can put it that way. Sure. Okay. Because within my house, there's a seven-mile loop with eight breweries. No, nine. I'm sorry. No word of a lie. A meadery and three distilleries. All within a seven mile loop. All right, we're gonna have to. We can't. <laughs> there's no way, cray. man. We're, we're, we're gonna have to. Like, and this is a loop. This isn't a one way. This is all within. So it's like within three miles. So that's of my twelve. Home. Does it start and end in your apartment? We, <laughs> yeah. that's it almost nice. could. Great, because there is a there is a brew pub. A five-minute walk from my kitchen we table should. to... We should start at your, with shots <laughs> oh at your kitchen God. table. Oh, no. my, my very... Oh, yes, my very flexible wife will just love that. No. <laughs> so we're talking about, like, that's 12 different establishments. That'd be the dirty dozen. We can't do that hike. No, we, we can't. We have to be selective. Yeah. We're going to have to, So like, mid to late October, we figure? Yeah, I think mid to late October, it'll be the Boulder Brew Hike, and we'll have an announcement forthcoming here at the end of summer. It, you know, it was great to meet our listeners. It was a wonderful way to see a town and yeah. see some good breweries. We did a different kind of well, hike Much different weekend. kind of hike this past weekend. The Boulder Super Slam. Tour de Boulder. Tour de wait, Boulder. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. This is now known as the Tour de Boulder? It kind of came up this past hike. So it's no longer the Super Slam? You can call, you can call it both. Huh. The Boulder Super Actually, Slam. you can't call it anything because you didn't finish. Ooh. No, I, I finished Whoa. what I set out to do, which no. was not. I did not set out to do the entire but, hike. But in brief, this hike is 22, 23 miles. Yep. Um, takes in most of the Mesa Trail, very popular trail run here in Boulder. It takes in the six peaks of Boulder. Um, South Boulder Peak, Bear Peak, Green Green Mountain. Beer Peak! Flagstaff. Flagstaff, Anemone, and Sanitas. And elevation gain can be anywhere, you know, low eights to not quite 10. So we'll just call it 9,000 feet gain altogether, depending whose statistics you go by. It's a burly little hike. It is a burly (laughs) hike, and And there's nothing little about it. And it's not just the elevation gain, but loss. You go down, then you go up. It's like a roller coaster. Well, loss is actually harder, I think, than... Because, like... The thing that was most sore for me was my quads. It was a, that's from like putting on the brakes going downhill. So yeah, within town we did almost a marathon worth of hiking with some monster elevation gain. It was no joke. Yeah. There were no breweries on this hike. Well, actually we did yeah, go to Southern end. Sun afterwards. Afterwards. And I I was at, I was to the point I was kind of feeling not hungry at all when we finished cuz I was feeling a little worked. Yeah. But then by the time we got to the brewery, I was like Chris Farley starving. I know? think you're gonna like wrestle the waiter to the oh table. God, oh, and fries now! We had a bit of trail magic at Southern Sun. Yeah, what happened? This guy walked oh, up yeah. and was like, "Do you guys want a free basket of fries?" 
I was like, yes. Yeah, we were like, and uh, you better pull your hand away fast because otherwise you're liable to lose yeah, a finger. Yeah, free basket of fries. All we right. were starving. Very nice. I was yeah. so hungry. And it's a loop hike too. Well, not all of us closed the loop, but, but Mags did. But Mags did. Mags did. And you did. say thank God because if you've had to walk <laughs> up that paved road one and a half miles from downtown Boulder back to Chautauqua, <laughs> you would really hate yourself. You would hate Mags. You would actually hate Mags more than you hated yourself because. When you finally got back That's to Chautauqua after walking up that hill, you, you might actually take I was a swing. Actually, you might I, actually take a swing I actually at said to Disco, I was like, why doesn't he park at the hospital? A lot closer at the end. <laughs> well, because I wanted to make it a little easier for me in the morning. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> screw Matt. And, and by the way... Um, Garlic, our friend Garlic was on that hike. Oh my yeah. god, that guy's Man, an animal. Did did he even break a sweat? Like <laughs> it's a warm up for him. Yeah. yeah. I, he he's fifty six, fifty seven. He's like, it. I'm gonna go home and do some night hiking. Yeah, I was like <laughs> I was waiting for him to like drop and do some crunches after we were done. He he it was nothing nothing to it, man. Easy yeah. peasy. Yeah. It was jeez. Like, and by the way, our friend Garlic has 300 miles left of the Pacific Northwest Trail to do. We'd like to have him on the show to yep. talk about it. He's going to finish the trail in August, so after he gets done, we're going to have him on the show and do the PNT as Trail of the Month. Lots of interest for it. We'd love to have him on the show. So Very cool. Yeah. Any other trips? I went to the newest state park in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Staunton State Park. Yeah. It was um, never been there before. Yeah. You know, you I've, told me all about it. Did yeah. some surveying there, was it? Yeah, I've done some contracting work at okay. for my uh, other it's, life. It was nothing out of the ordinary. It, was, it reminded me of Golden Gate Canyon in some ways. Smaller, yeah. but just some really nice hikes. and um, Brand new trails. Brand new trails. I guess they're still building it. Still building it. And there's actually, if you're into rock climbing, which I'm not, but if you are, there's a whole rock climbing. Yeah, area. and it's a free book you can download for the rock climbing, apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's it's 4,000 acres, roughly. Yeah. And, you know, as far as, like, trails go, there's great trails, and it's not crowded, man. No one, no one's going there yet. Until now. <laughs> well. Less than a year old. Yeah, we do have. It's probably already up on PMAGs. Mags, Mags <laughs> does have a track record of um, introducing the entire world Destroying to his. Destroying wild places. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I don't give details on how to hike the places anymore. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, it was a nice little state park, and I'm, it was really exciting to go somewhere new. And, you know, the wildflowers out, the pasque flowers and the sand lilies. and oh, Everything's blooming. Yeah, and I guess there was a summer camp there back in the day. So the old cabins from the, oh, yeah. from the 1930s. Yeah, and there's some huge Engelman spruce along the drainages in that park. I mean, it, it you know, it's some of the bigger trees you'll see in the Colorado's Front Range. Yeah, I'd like to go back and do um, some Elk Falls when I finally finish that trail. There's an old sawmill. I don't know if you did that trail. I, I went right by it. Okay, yeah. Okay, oh, is there some some leftover junk? There is a leftover. <laughs> there, there is a two No, no, that's history, P.O.D. Oh, that's oh, oh, history. Okay. It's not trash. It's not trash from 100 years ago. It's history. Oh, okay. There is a two-story bunkhouse right beside the old yeah. mill that they've since uh, blocked off. But a couple years ago when I was a state employee, I actually got to go check Sleep out. Sleep in it? No, I didn't sleep in it, but I did go upstairs. I checked out the whole thing, and it doesn't look like the most uh, restful place to, you know, spend a couple uh, years you, of your life. Uh, would you, would you like, kind of roll out on the floor and kind of, like, dust yourself with some hantavirus? I was going to – hantavirus comes to yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just kind of, like, roll around. And, yeah, you know, you know, kick up the dust a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Take some deep – Breaths, yes, you know, to inhale yoga breaths, yoga yes. breaths yeah. through one nostril. This um, state park actually goes back to the Hatchby Mountains in a weird way. They 
Knights got the land in 1996. Yeah. And it took 17 years to make the park with much smaller oh, yeah. lands, no land management issues, no um, right-of-way issues. I think it goes back to 86, like the mid-80s. Even. So even earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's – and it just opened, what, last year? May. May, May. 2013. Sorry. So it's been open one year. <laughs> no, according to the website. No, 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 it's fine. I just, I just envisioned you as an ant just now with, like, little antennas, you know, like – how old is Smokey the Bear? POD? <laughs> Do you have something you want to? No, just talk because about? I know that Mags likes to have all the data. POD and things correct. Did you eat some mushroom and chocolates? He was like, it goes back to the '96, and this goes like actually '86. I think you ate those mushroom chocolates. <laughs> yeah. You? Did you eat some no. Adilo's chocolates? Because can you guys see Mags as an ant? He would be a cute ant. I don't little know antennas. what you're talking about. She's but losing can it. I? But I just say, don't get too excited over the no, Tehachapi reroute, because it may take a while. And Wait, hold on a second. But how do we get back to Tehachapi? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, <laughs> it takes a lot of negotiation and yeah. studies. And All roads lead to Tehachapi. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Well, I mean, if it took... On tonight's show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was a great place. You're the Denver area. Check it out. Yes. Anything, Mags, I know you did more. Come on, don't hold back. Well, our last show wasn't too long ago. That's yeah. true, but I still know you did more. There's probably um, like three or four. I did a nine-mile hike last night after work. A nine-mile hike last night after work. I went to a Hall Ranch, did the Nighthawk Trail. Wow. Went to the Buttonwoods Boundary because that's closed because of the flood. So good. Buttonwoods? Yeah. So I think that covers uh, trips of the month. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, I've got I've got a trail tip I want to share with everybody. I want to get serious for a minute. It's a little a little more serious than normal, so bear with me here. A lot of outdoor folks, everybody in this room, most of the folks listening to the show, we're outdoors a lot. We're in the sun a lot, and something you might want to consider is an annual checkup with a dermatologist. And I just so happened to do my annual checkup about a couple weeks ago. Mr. Paul Mignanti over here recommended a, a friend of his who's a dermatologist a couple years ago to me, and I've been going to him every year now. And, you know, it's something you might not think about a lot, but your skin is getting beat down by the UV. And it's you and us more so than, like, you know, the rest of the general population that just basically sits under fluorescent lights every day. Like, we're, everybody's outdoors a lot. You're getting a lot of sun exposure. And the thing about skin cancer is that it's super treatable if you catch it early. And the only way you're going to catch it early is to go get an annual skin exam. It takes about five to ten minutes once you're actually in the office on the table. It's real fast. Um, nothing to be scared of. Do you get totally naked? No. So the way they do it, they do. They usually ask you, like, <clears throat> are you comfortable with having your entire body checked? Which means, are you comfortable with pulling your boxers down or whatever and you know i don't really care and frankly you know if i'm gonna have an annual exam i want the full i want the full monty crack and all no pun intended so yeah they check everything but it's real fast like you know a dermatologist knows what to be looking for as far as like sunspots and that kind of stuff goes and it's nothing to be scared of so Consider calling. Do you think that I that my people could go like try annually or something? Oh, the darker skin folks. You know, well, you, UV affects everyone, no matter what your skin color is. You know, I have 
I'm rel- for a white guy, I'm relatively dark, but you know, I was kind of lackadaisy when I was younger. I have some permanent sunspots in my cheek right here. Yeah. So I mean, really, I was, you know, freckles. I had a little more than freckles. I mean, yeah. Just larger sunspots, yeah. and I, I t- get pretty dark in the sun. I actually feel like I'm getting sunspots too. I feel like my freckles are like slowly merging, and they're getting, just going to come. But, yeah. like, but here's dots. the thing: a dermatologist can tell you if it's something to be concerned with or not. And you know, getting that peace of mind, it's worth it. For you go once a year, it takes ten minutes, and you're done, and you're done, and then you're out the door. And you know. Um, if you need a, a dermatologist here in the uh, Denver area, Mr. Paul Mignotti can recommend one. You can email him. And he's a very active outdoors person himself. He is. Well, anyway, so that's my trail tip of the month. Uh, get a get an annual skin exam at the at your local dermatologist and get some peace of mind. And, and wear your sunscreen. And when you're yeah. done with that, get on the trail. You can get on the trail. It's really loud. All right, I tell you what, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll do a little bit of mailbag. We'll do some donors. We'll do some shout-outs. We'll do some letters. What about media? We'll do some media. We'll do, I don't know. I need to crack another beer. All right. Weren't we supposed to Skype some people, too? We'll Skype some people, too, when we get back. Your show is pretty good, but you need to do more gear reviews. The Trail Show. Raise a glass, the trail show is back. People of the trail show nation, this is not a test of the warning system. We repeat, this is not a test of the warning system. Were this a test, we would tell you, but this is not a test. And in the next few weeks, our podcast may disappear from iTunes. <laughs> be afraid we repeat do not be afraid the trail show will return if it does in fact disappear our podcast will be moving <laughs> from one <laughs> to another <laughs> oh my god it's deteriorated Okay, we're we're going to our website, podcasting okay, up okay, on iTunes. Right, I'm sorry, Max. Hold on. I, we have a we have a script here. I our can podcast see that. will be moving from one web host to another, and the former. <laughs> Ray choose to hold the podcast hostage. <laughs> In that situation, we may take drastic measures to resolve the hostage situation and rename or remove. Our podcast from iTunes altogether. In this tense situation, we will rename our podcast to <laughs> an in-depth review of hiking gear and current technology. But we will only do this for a short time until we are able to rename it back to the trail show. So we repeat, do not be afraid. We will return to iTunes forcefully. <laughs> Uh, 
now back to your regularly scheduled Drinking program. A of soda. <clears throat> All right, seriously, Dilo, please. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Man, you had a lot of trouble with that read, Dilo. <laughs> I gotta say, there is something really great about people that can't laugh, that just make that face. You know, <laughs> they're about to explode. Do you know how many listeners just totally sh- shut off the podcast? <laughs> I don't know, man. We're probably like one hour into the freaking podcast. I, I can't imagine that they're going to turn it off for that at this point in time. I mean, they've made it this far. There's a lot of all this ridiculousness, you know. You're crying, man. Bears, <clears throat> trails, and nonsense. So basically, you know, check our <laughs> oh, website and it'll be a good. All right. With that, let's call our embedded reporter in Silver City, Mr. Eric Hearsay Payne. Hopefully you'll answer this Are we time. calling an inbred reporter? What did you just say? <laughs> embedded, oh, embedded. Embedded, man. Embedded. There's a difference. I thought you said inbred, man. I Ask like, him. Maybe what? he is inbred. He's from the... S- Never mind. He's not from the South, is he? He's from the ATL. Okay. If he doesn't answer the phone, that's it, man. He's fired. Hey, hey. Hey, here's hey. it. Hey. This guy was about to fire you. <laughs> we were getting ready to fire you, man. Oh, cool. Do I get paid? <laughs> no, yeah, you still get a check, but severance. Uh, you, you also didn't mail me any beer for tonight. Oh, no. sorry. Yeah, well. We, oh, no, no, no. Guests give us beer. We don't give our guests beer. But oh. he's an embedded reporter, though. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what or, or was Sorry. he an inbreded reporter? <laughs> I tell you what, man. What we'll, we'll have Kevin Vest mail you some beer. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it, it's on its way. <laughs> it might, it might, it might take a little while, but it'll get there. Don't move in the next two years. Don't worry, I have nothing to do. It's cool. All right, let's uh, let's get serious, people. Let's talk serious. about the signal fire. Uh huh. What's the latest, man? What's going on? You said there was smoke at your house uh, in, the, in the last couple of days. Is that still the case? Uh, No, it was super smoky on Monday, like the day after it started. And today it was smoky. Um, But I I think like looking at Weather Underground that the fire is actually the the, the smokes from the skunk fire, um, which is in eastern Arizona. Oh, geez. Yeah, like that fire is, I don't know, twice as big, three times as big as this one. And and the wind comes from the west. So I I think that's what it was. But um, Hmm. like I I went up high this morning and I could see like smoke from the, the signal fire all like. You know, it's it's at the bottom of the valleys to the north, but not really in town. Okay, so just to let folks know, you're in Silver City, which is it's CDT Trail Town. It's the far southwest end in New Mexico, and I guess eastern Arizona isn't actually that far from you. Yeah, maybe a couple hours or something. Yeah. Okay. Did you also say that you think a couple miles of the CDT got burned up, or or what? Yeah, like yeah, I think it's about six miles. Um, that actually is within the burn zone right now. But, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know how bad it is, but, yeah. Hmm. How, do you it's think within th- that zone. So, do you think yeah. through hikers have already come through that section? Um, some have, for sure, and then some have not. Yeah. Are, are they, are they okay. uh, camping out in your yard digging cat holes next to your newly planted trees? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank oh. God. Nothing like that. <laughs> so, so I guess for northbound CDT through hikers right now, they might get uh, waylaid a little bit by the, this fire. Is there yeah. some sort of a lovely roadwalk they could do? Yeah, is there a reroute? Yeah, th- there's a reroute. And really, it only affects people that want to take the official CDT, like through the Black Range. And who wouldn't? Um. <laughs> Everyone yeah. stays pure on the CDT. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Exactly. More yeah, and more. <laughs> do you have any, like, stats, or do you know how, how much of the fire is contained when they think they'll have it out? Like, what's the story? 
Yeah, well, NCWeb just updated their site, and they're claiming it's 50% contained right now. Okay. Um, at like Are you typing right acres. now? Yeah, well, I hear typing, or is that a, is that a cocktail? Uh, both. Oh. Oh, wow. Very good. Multitasking. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Col- Colorado beer, of course. You can't really find New Mexico beer in New Mexico. Oh, man, the, the, really? uh, the Cumbia. I love that Elevation IPA. All right, we, I've totally gotten off topic here. Um, yeah, let's we're talking about a fire. We're talking fire. about the fire. How soon, I mean, do you, have you heard anything like how soon will the CDT be open to hikers, or is it hard to say at this point? Uh, that's probably hard to say because they're also predicting worse weather this weekend. Um, it's like supposed windy? to get windy, like starting oh. tomorrow. Ooh. And today it was it but, was like above 90 at my house, so it's getting hot and windy. But, so but, the, wind, but the wind will be good for those windmills uh, next to Tehachapi, right? Oh, yeah, wonderful for Tehachapi and Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Tehachapi, what? <laughs> Got to bring it back to Tehachapi. Oh, man. Yeah, we've been talking about there. I don't know if you've heard, but there's a few fires out in Southern California at the moment. <laughs> yeah, there's just a few. few. <laughs> what is it, nine, ten? There's nine in San Diego County. Um, and I, yeah. that's just San Diego County, so I don't know what else is going on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this area that's getting burned up right now is an area you trail run somewhat frequently. Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of makes me sad that it, it's getting burned. Does that <laughs> mean you can't? Like the best trail. Can you not wear your five fingers once the trail's burned? Do you have to wear like flip flops yeah, or something? Yeah, you gotta let it cool down for like three weeks okay. before you can take your five fingers out. Or just wear your hokas. You'll be fine. Yeah, hokas. You can run over like lava. Over right? over burning run the fire. <laughs> you can actually run through a, a burning inferno in the hokas. Yeah, you you'll can. be fine. Sweet. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what else is going on down in Silver City? Oh, not much, man. It's pretty sleepy. It's sort of like uh, like living in Florida, man. Every day, blue skies, and, and it feels the same every day. Blue skies. Minus the whole ocean and retirees. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And minus humidity, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our embedded reporter, Mr. Eric Hearsay-Payne. We'll hit you on the next fire. All right, wonderful. Have fun, boys. Good All right. All righty. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, you too. Bye. Cheerio. And there he goes, our embedded reporter in Silver City, Mr. Eric Hearsay-Payne. It's just so scary in the past five years. So we just assume that in the Western trails, is not if there'll be a fire, it's yeah, when. when. Oh, yeah. When. And it's really, really changing. How shitty of a reload you're going to have. And it's just, it's really changing the trail experience. I mean, yeah. And it's just minor compared to how much it's just changing the lifestyle of everywhere around. But I, I don't think that it's really anything terribly unnatural. I think the, this fire suppression that's been going on for the past century yep. is finally catching oh, up to I, us. And it's just like, okay, things are going to burn. Oh, absolutely. And you know. I want to get political, but. Now get you know, political. Well, Do it. Well, the whole climate change, I mean, just weather patterns become yeah, more extreme, too. Yeah. I mean, and they foster the extreme fire behavior as a result. I mean, the weather patterns in Southern California right now, the Santa Ana winds, this is more fall, not mm-hmm. this time of the year, apparently. And it's happening but, big time right now. Yeah. But with yeah. such a dry, you know, winter, what are you going to do? Except if you're where we live, where the snow packs through the roof. Again, more extreme weather patterns. So it's just, you know, people are looking, oh, when can I do the Colorado Trail? It's like, we want to wait a little longer this year. Yeah. It's so, uh, and affecting the trail hiking is just a very minor thing, but certainly impacting upon our chosen activity. All right, let's get into mailbag. Wow, we actually have something serious. What's going on here? We have oh. we have a couple letters to read, don't we? Yeah. We need some mailbag music. I love to still do no, this dude, music. No, dude, stop stealing my freaking music. You need I to come up with some of your own music dude, for these other nothing. segments. This we, is crazy. We need to people... It's just not fair to me. I came up with this music myself <laughs> six months ago, and ever <laughs> since then you've been six using it for ago. everything else. I just can't stand it anymore. Music at thetrailshow.com. Please send me some segment music. Thank you. Mags. 
All Let's right. get into mailbag. All right. And now I know you want to read a letter. Do you, did you want to start? Want me to start? Um, let's start with your letter first, and then we'll do the ape team letter last. All right. So we'll start from our good buddy, Caleb. Now, he had a little bone to pick with us, apparently. With me. Yes. Just finished the February episode, so I'm almost caught up now. I have two complaints, Disco. And he, he called me out by name, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Double W, Donator. You keep saying these in episode after episode. Is this subtle trolling? It should be triple W and donor. I, I guess there's an explanation that needs to be had. Please do. Yeah. So the whole W double W is actually uh, a play on a skit by Brian Butterfield, who's a comedian in the UK. We'll post a link to that skit. Mr. Butterfield says W double W. No, for no good reason. It's just nonsense, and that's what we do here on the trail. Bears, show. trails, and nonsense. Exactly. That's not right. really nonsense. It's three W's. It is. Yeah. It's just a different way of saying it. What was the second complaint? Donator. Oh. Donator. Okay, it is donor. It's not donator. Apparently, isn't a word. It's donor. Duly noted. Done and done. Next. All right. Oh well. That. Oh, that was it. That was it. <laughs> I, I, I was ready, man. I, you fire him at me. I'm re- okay. We got an email here from. Uh, possum of the ape team and the ape team is almost awesome and possum okay friends of the noodle heads yep uh we haven't met them but i feel like i already know them yeah and shout out i bet you they're gonna hear this they're actually on the pct hike in north as we speak all right so we got a great email from possum here it says we weren't sure if less gear more beer was figurative or literal so we tried the latter and we do believe we are better for it and I'll add that they attached an e- uh, a photo to this email of um, of uh, the male part of this duo, and he was completely naked, except for a two-liter platypus filled, filled with, with beer, beer and a trail show beer. sticker on it covering his most private of privates. It was quite. I'd the say photo. where the sun yeah. don't shine. And Dilo's going to tweet the photo soon, so no, stay tuned I, for I, that. I, I, I would, but. Dude, I don't really know how oh. to tweet. I don't know how to tweet. You two will argue about it, then I'll do it. Don't worry Come about on. it. I just don't there know how go. to tweet. Because If somebody could show me how to tweet before you guys Keep go. Reading, please. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, so uh, Possum goes on to say, actually, we had to burn all of our non-essential items, and this is what we deemed life-saving. Maybe this could be the May PCT picture of the official trail show skin suit calendar. Disco, thanks again for the PCT resupply list. Uh, that's a little inside. Blah, blah. Don't worry. The ape team is on it. Take the take this thirst quencher, for instance. This is definitely not a microbrew. Its sweet, earthy aroma is delicately balanced with its nutty aftertaste and always seems to have a nice head. POD, we know we are being a little reckless on our brew hike by not wearing our pretzel necklaces, but our last yep. resupply spot only had pretzel sticks. I'd give them a pass. Don't worry. She says, don't worry. We are on our way to the McDonald's at Cajon Pass, and we plan on packing out a 50-piece chicken nugget and chocolate shakes for afters. (laughs) (laughs) That'd last great in the desert heat. (laughs) (laughs) Cordially yours, the ape team. Almost awesome and possum. Hey, shout out to the ape team. Good luck on your PCT hike this year, and stay away from those fires. And also the 20-piece chicken McNuggets. 50-piece Chicken McNuggets. Don't pack those out, dude. 50 pieces, dude. Just stay at McDonald's and eat that crap, man. Because you're going to need to use the bathroom really fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'd pack it out. I know you would, but it's just not safe, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it is a little risky. Salmonella. All right, so we talk about media? 
Well, no, 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 no. Uh, we had um, some donations. We had yeah. some donors. Yeah. Please, we had, we POD, donors. settle down. Donators, some would say. Who are the donors? We had some donors. Diane Pinkers, go. Tim Harrell, and Bobby donors. Walters donate. Every month. Every, Every month. month. And you, recurring. too, can be a recurring monthly donor. But we had some two other people no. generously donated. Wait Caleb. No amount too small. That's right. Caleb um, Spare. 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 We okay. just read his letter and Jordan Crawford. And shout out to and, you. And and Banquet and Happy Hour donated oh. in kind. In, in kind. kind, yes. On the brew hike. That's right. That's right. Beverages for yours truly. And we thank all our listeners, all our donors. As well as the uh, Lone Tree Twosome. They bought me some baked goods. Oh, yeah. Shout out Lone Tree Twosome. So those I, are also donors. I got to say our listeners <laughs> kick ass. They're, they're yeah. awesome. Really. And we did, we did actually have a beer sponsor you this month. You know who month. doesn't kick ass? So our beer was actually provided by all the folks that we just mentioned who donated this That's past true. month. So, so thanks, thank you. Thanks to everybody. That's right. And next month, we're hoping that that beer from North Carolina works out. Markham. <clears throat> or, or Kevin Vest. We'd love to see that beer from San Diego, too. <clears throat> if the brewery's not on fire. All yeah. right. Uh, let's get into uh, a little Mags Media Musing. So we reviewed two documentaries this month. We did. Well, they were both very similar themes. The first was Made in Iceland by Clara Hardin. Uh, 25 day, day solo hiking in Iceland. And the second one was Crossing Iceland on Foot. A uh, very similar journey. It was 375 miles, 27 days. William Copestake and Remy McMurdy. Time, can I call a quick timeout? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why were we watching Iceland videos? I figured. Oh, God. You want to know why? I need a fly swatter. Okay. I wanna, <laughs> now, as you all just know. Why, why Iceland? Because, just, as you I'm, know, all know I have a little bit of geek roots. Just, yeah. just a smidge. Uh, just a little the, bit. The ant antenna. Back to that VIP router. <laughs> Whatever. It is a Vic router, man. Vic router. The S- Vic modem. So now inquiries to Vic modem at the trail show. So, so I'm thinking like all these fires. So I'm thinking like a, a saga of ice and fire. Ice and fire. I don't get it, but whatever. I just watched them because they were assignments. <laughs> Game of Thrones. So I, I the, watched the assignments too. The, they, the one they were the, they were very unique, very different. Weren't. So the first one uh, with the the young lady, quite frankly, I thought it was like a yoga commercial. It was terrible. I, I what? you didn't like Clara's. It was very good cinematography, but if it I didn't was, read the backstory, what about when Clara was lost? What about when she was lost and she was like the, the drama? But here's was there, the thing, and she was saying, "Oh my God, I just want to get out of here." Where but am I? here's I don't the know thing, where am I? I just want to get out of here. You watch it. There's no. I only knew what she was doing because I read the promo. But you watch it, you have no idea what she's doing. Yeah, there's no yeah. map. There's no info. The other thing is that I I found that her split screen where she had four images going at the same time. It got uh, a little tiresome after. Oh, it was cool, but it became a gimmick. Use, she did use that a lot. Yeah, yeah and I mean, the I, the the, uh, the the brief shot of her like laying and like stroking her belly that was nice, and that would be good to have more of that. But I mean, not for a hiking video. I'm just like, she, uh, I thought it was an was she video. Her belly though, I was, she I was, was like relaxing, was like, you know. Yeah, but that was like almost kind of like soft porn. I was like, why is she like stroking her belly? Right, and it would have been fine. Like if there was more soft porn, in right? It. If there had been like a whole <laughs> okay. segment or yeah. something. But, but I mean, if you just watch without knowing the background behind, oh, there's some cool. Mo- I mean, the cinematography was awesome. Yeah, I but just got tired. Like, of what it. What the hell was it about? If you yeah. didn't know the background, and there was all this like sullen writing in her journal and looking sad. I was like, what? 
Uh, right. Okay. But, but the second one. I don't one, get it. Well, hold up. I, I want to comment oh, on the please first do, please real do. quick. The cinema photography, as you said, was really good. Cinema it was really good. And I think, I don't know what kind of camera she was carrying, but they were really high quality. Point and shoot. Um, and I would just say, like, <laughs> she's, she's, got, she's obviously got a certain <laughs> skill set as, as far as, like, shooting video goes. And I forget her name, but she needs to go, like, that, that's her calling. She needs to go you know where run she needs camera. To go? She needs to go to Madagascar. She needs to go shoot. She needs to go run camera for documentaries, like hire this girl. But, you know, the documentary itself, I mean. There's no story. It, it was yeah, tough. I, I'm not, I was I mean, really who are tired. we? Are we really qualified to actually say is this we good or bad? We can say what we like and what we don't like. All I, you know, all I know is if I had just watched this without, again, realizing what she was doing, I'd be like, what is she doing? If it hadn't yeah. been an assignment, I wouldn't have made it through the full 12 minutes or whatever. Yeah, it was just, I thought it was like. I thought it was a prana ad. It could have been a prana ad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but like I said, she needs to run camera for a, a commercial company. You know, like that, she's yeah. got some skills. That's interesting because my take on it was like this is not a prana ad. I didn't think that at all. I actually thought it was kind of nice. It was like, yeah, I read that this is a solo hike across Iceland, and I was like, well, I, I, I get it. I, I didn't feel like there was no guessing as to what was going on there. It was like this, this young woman is hiking across Iceland. Like I get it. Like. Yeah. But you only yeah. knew it was Iceland because you read the copy. Correct. But I, so, okay, so maybe she could have opened the movie with a map of Iceland and a dotted red line. Like the sure. other guys are around. Now, okay. that's a good the segue. Second movie, yeah. Segway, segway to the second movie. It was 17 minutes, but it told the story. Crossing Iceland on foot. And you, I thought it was excellent. I mean, I thought the, the whole filming was equally good. Yeah. And I thought it told a great story. POD? I, I don't know. I just maybe it's because we watched the movies back to back, but by the end of the second one, I was like, "God, is this ever going to end?" I yeah. hate Iceland. I, I, yeah. I, I just t- hate Iceland. It's a total of half an hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in, if your life there, wasted watching Iceland videos, oh, but doesn't it look beautiful? I mean, it sure does. I thought it was very nice. I, yes. I would no, love to do that. The second one was better. You know, I'll say like both videos. My takeaway was Iceland is a raw place to go hiking it looks awesome it is unforgiving there's not a lot of greenery at all it looks like there's no trees i don't know if you noticed that they kissed the tree remember that trees in freaking iceland because it's tundra it's above it's above a tree line right you know you go yeah in the northeast of the united states you go up hiking and you go up about four thousand feet and it's as if you traveled a thousand miles northwards and that's, you know, Iceland is... Iceland's way up in latitude. Another so. 2,000 miles northwards, maybe. Yeah. 1,500, 2,000, whatever it is. So there's no trees. I, it, to me, it just looks so beautiful and awesome. And yeah. I would yeah. love to have done that. God, if I would have had my five-finger shoes, I would love <laughs> to just hike in Iceland. Man. If I wasn't stupid and get a career. and anyway. If I just oh had five-finger shoes, I'd go to Iceland. Five finger shoes. Yeah. So we we reviewed those two, but we do need to throw up the, the National Geographic video of the, oh, yeah. up, man. the Mongolia bear situation because the that's going to come into play with our trail of the month, which is coming up next when we get back from break. Stay tuned. It's the Gobi Desert Trail with Matti Speedo Olas live from the German Republic of Deutschland. When we <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just making. The American Republic of the United States. Yeah! The trail show? Less gear, more beer?
coming to you live from Mike DiLorenzo's charming basement in the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado. It's The Trail Show. And now it's time for Mike DiLorenzo's Ask a Hiker. Hi, everybody. We have four questions in this month's Ask a Hiker. That's a lot. The first one is from Dylan Southern. Dylan. Dylan says, great show. I've been binge listening for a couple of weeks and have caught up. I have also a question for you. First off, does anyone carry a firearm while hiking? What? Also, during a long hike that isn't a loop, how do you get to and fro the trail? Thanks. Keep up the good work and get on the trail. D-Lo creepy voice. <laughs> so just to, just to clarify here, um, okay. I never really thought of my voice as being creepy when I said get on the trail. Did no, anybody it, else? No, it's not. Get on the trail! Why is that so loud? Okay. Your headphones are turned up. It's just you, P.O.D. Okay, okay so now... Dylan, really? It's not Dylan. No, it's Dylan. <laughs> it's like he, he's friends with Bob Imon. <laughs> Dylan. So, so Dylan, <laughs> friends with Bob Imon. <laughs> Dylan, oh please, please. Ma- Max, Max, look at your boy over here. The wheels have come off, man. I don't. <laughs> We're going to need a stand-in. Is Buck 30 anywhere? And is he available? We need a stand-in. Well, he, he must be hitchhiking up to Colorado as we speak. I mean, he just finished the GET. Anyways, back to Dylan's question. Um, does anyone carry a firearm while hiking? Uh, none of us do. Not unless you're talking about a Cuban fiber camera. <laughs> Mag, Mags, what, what was your quote earlier? My, yeah, I know a lot of people who carry a firearm while hiking. It's called hunting. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people, especially in Colorado, they go far into the back country. They're hunting. I mean, some of the elk hunters get way back there. Now, I would say that I think if you're in Alaska in the back country, you may find yourself carrying a firearm to protect yourself from a bear encounter in the middle of the night. Which actually is proven that's not to idea. be the most efficient oh. way to protect yourself, but that's Very, another, but yeah, that's another, another story, story for another show. That'll I, be our bonus show. I, I, bonus show. Firearms in Alaska is our bonus show <laughs> coming up. Putting it on the month, but, so. <laughs> it's all, if you're taking a firearm for a long-distance hiking, that's a lot of maintenance no, and extra weight. Yeah. It's heavy. He doesn't say for long-distance Well, I'm, I'm just saying in general. It's heavy. It says while hiking. All right, okay. so the answer is no. None of us carry a firearm, and you'll find that most hikers do not unless you're hunting. hunting. Um, a, a, a long hike that isn't a loop. How do you get to and fro the trail? You have these things on your hands. They're called thumbs. Yes. And you use them, and you, you extend them from your hand, and you stand out on the side of the road, and you smile at the cars going back to where your car is, and you hope that to God that somebody will pick you up and you don't stand out there. That's how we the met D'Lo. Yep. That's how we met D'Lo. And yeah. I've, said, I've, told, I've told that story before, but Beauty yep. and I were thumbing at yep. Rabbit Ears Pass, and Mr. D'Lo pulled over to pick us up. Yep. And out really crowded, saying popular areas like the San Juans, a lot of shuttle services now. That's true, too. Yeah, you might really? have to hit Yeah, you. a lot of rafting services will actually do shuttling, too. Because they're already going to the mountains to drop off people for rafting. Right. Oh, okay. So even if you're not doing the CDT or Colorado Trail, if you're just doing, say, a loop in the San Juans on your own, you can arrange ahead of time, again, with a lot of the rafting services, to do a shuttle. Yeah. Drop me off here. Pick me up at a certain time. So dial on. Do your research. Yeah. All right. Second question is from Tommy D. Tommy D writes, 
I have some old backpackers panty freeze dried meals. Wait a minute, what? I have some what kind? old backpackers panty freeze dried pantry. meals. Pantry, pantry with an oh, R. Oh, it's not panty, it's no, pantry. I'm sorry, sorry buddy. Dilo. Let me start over for the third time. Oh I have some old backpackers pantry freeze dried meals, and I want to know if they are safe to eat. They expired in 2009 and <laughs> 2011. <laughs> what is the most expired meal you have eaten? And did you get sick? Ooh. Uh, that's these are some good questions. But we had some actual We had a factual answer which was based okay. from a man who was in the uh he's in the industry. He's in the, he's in the food uh marketing industry. Okay, what do you say? Well, there's used by date versus expired by date. A lot of times you see on the packaging used by if it's more for freshness. Okay. He brought up the very good point. Freeze-dried food really doesn't expire. You no, can... that was going to be my thought. And yeah. isn't that what backcountry pantry food is? Backcountry yeah. It's yeah. freeze-dried, right? Yeah. In fact, you, mo- you look at almost any food, it has a use-by date. Well, it has to. All right. so, no, but not expired by is what I'm trying right. to get it at. It has to have a use-by date. But don't, but don't all the survivalists stock up on the backpackers' panty foods simply so that they last forever? <laughs> yeah, I think Just, it's fine. John, uh, 2009, <laughs> 2011, you're going to be fine. Our friend said, do the sniff test. If it smells bad, don't eat it. Otherwise, you're probably good. But yeah, it, you know what? Send all questions to legal at the trail show. Like, now, I, just, I don't know, just man. Just before we move on to the next question, what exactly is freeze-drying Oh, my God. Next question. What is it? What does I it mean? Jay Corbett What does it writes, mean? Stop. No, you can't just start reading the this. Shit. They do. <laughs> What's the difference between dehydrated and freeze-dried? I actually know. It's flash Max, freezing. Go. Bird's eye. You know, Charles Birds, I think was his name. The act- uh, of course. Of course. Max, here we go. History Tell me lesson. about his childhood. No, I want to hear this. Mags. He actually noticed that if you freeze food, it preserves. You, f- you know, so it is freeze. You freeze it, and it dries out the moisture. Uh, okay. As opposed to dehydrating, which uses heat, like your home oh. dehydrator. Does right. that make sense? Okay, yeah, it sure does. Yeah. That, hence, they call it freeze-dried. Now, <laughs> the second part Another is question. Another word for it would be freeze or burn. <laughs> the second part of his question was, what is the most expired food the four of us have ever eaten on trail? Bad bologna. Bad, Mags ate some bad bologna, and he suffered the consequences. Dilo, what about you? I once bought a box of rice aroni oh. in Castle Crags, whatever town Castella. that was. Castella. It, it, it had mealworms in it. Yeah, it had Same thing in. happened to me yeah, dude, at that and store I'm at Castella. It, and I'm cooking my rice, and it's like my one, ri- my one meal. I had like five meals. I had to eat this meal. I'm cooking it. Dude, you're kidding me. I see all these things bubbling to the top of my pot, and I'm like, dude, what are those things? It's protein, man. That doesn't look like rice. Hmm. And so I examine one, and I'm like, yeah, those are worms or something or maggots. I don't really know what they are. They were mealworms. But you know what? I needed to eat that meal, so I put (laughs) in my spice packet. No. You ate it, man? And I just kind of plugged my nose. You just blew Disco's mind. And I and I didn't really try and I tried as hard as I could not to think about what I was eating and I just I just ate it. Dilo, how have we not talked about this? Because in two thousand four when I got to Castella, I yeah. bought a box of rice aroni. Two days later, I pull the, you know, it's in a plastic two days into your five day section, exactly. so you need to eat that meal. I, I pulled the plastic bag out of the cardboard rice aroni box and there's live mealworms inside the plastic bag. They're eating, live. eating the they were moving. 
So oh, I, I, they were moving. They were alive, man. They were they were alive in mine, but I, mine was actually a, a box of rice aroni that did not have a plastic bag inside of it, which is I don't oh, think discos did either. Yeah, maybe yeah. it didn't. Maybe yeah, it did. Which is why there was worms in there in the first place because I don't think the worms would have eaten through the plastic. Yeah, that that doesn't. That's crazy though. I mean, at the same store, yeah. you and I, different yeah. years. What year did you hike PCT? Two thousand two. I hiked in 04. So. Maybe it was a listeners. <laughs> listeners, when you're looking to resupply a Costella, probably don't buy that rice aroni that's covered in dust. No, get on the, the top Lipton's shelf. that are sealed. Get the Liptons that are yeah. sealed. Don't buy the rice aroni no. in the cardboard box no. that's covered in dust that's been there for like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> and that was then, so it's been there like twenty years. Yeah, now. so that that's the most expired meal that I've ever eaten. Tom Maybe it gets a discount. Here. It's mealworm yeah. chow. Pod. What about you? I can't really think of anything. I've eaten a lot of stuff out of the trash, but I, I can't think of any. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? I can't think of any. What do you mean out of the trash? You know, somebody, you know, eats half of a muffin. <laughs> he throws it away. You're on trail. You're like, that's eh. my That's my wife, that's ladies right. and gentlemen. I, I, ain't pr- I ain't too proud. <clears throat> so, bad bologna, rice and All right, we got diving. two more questions. Jay Corbett writes... Thanks for the awesome response on last month's show. Follow-up question. I don't plan on doing most of the trail until next summer. We have a newborn in the house, so I am thinking of knocking out the first 100 miles of or so this summer, starting on or about June 28th. I was thinking of waiting until <laughs> next year to cups. buy Yogi's Guide and the Colorado Trail data book. In the meantime, Eric the Black's Guidebooks seem like a cheap solution for the first 100 miles. Hmm. What do y'all think? I think See, you I, could use a map. All right. Yeah. First of all, we're talking about the Colorado Trail here. Yeah. Just yeah. to refresh everybody's memory. We are. I didn't know Eric the Black had a Colorado he Trail. He does. Well, I, I can definitely speak about Yogi's books, her Colorado Trail book, because I've got I own a copy, but I've never seen Eric the Black's, and I can tell you Yogi's is fantastic. So, yeah, but, but Eric the question, Black is a map, right? His question is, can what can he use instead of Yogi's book for the uh, first section? You could use the Colorado Trail data book. Yeah, because the first 100 miles, there's not really anything. Dude, there's nothing. Well, Georgia Pass. Well, yeah, you, but even that, like, you don't. Well, what do you need? On a high snow year. No, man. You need to know that, like, there's a, there's a restaurant that I could hitchhike to in Buffalo Creek. And that's it. Before you get to, uh, before you get to, um, Kenosha Pass, where you can hitchhike down to Jefferson. What else? Here, here's what you do. You get the data books. It's pretty inexpensive. 10, 15 bucks. You tops. get the Latitude 40 maps. You have a wider view versus the Trails Illustrated. Oh, no, no, okay. No, no. Yeah, well, Keep going. Just for the Colorado Trail. And if I put a shameless plug, just download the free guide I have for the town stops. At pmags.com. You need some maps, though, man. That's what I'm saying. Latitude 40. Latitude 40. They, ha- they have the Colorado Trail. It's just... Colorado Trail is very well marked. Yeah, it's it's okay. halfway between a Trails Illustrated and say yeah. a Gazetteer. It's perfectly okay. fine. And, and the that's Colorado fair. Trail is super well. And that, yeah, that first the and, it's, miles, and it's the foothills. Yeah, and that first one hundred miles is pretty well is. Yeah, so it is. you're talking yeah. maybe twenty five thirty dollars worth of investment. Yeah. So latitude forty maps, the data book and the uh, the little WordPress uh, but, PDF but app my, for but, free. But my suggestion, if he's planning to through hike the whole thing, go ahead and get Yogi's pl- uh, CT oh, guidebook. It, that way, he's got the whole planning yeah, thing. But she updates it every year. And just buy some uh, Trails Illustrated maps, man. You buy two Trails Illustrated maps, you find yourself all the way to Georgia Pass. Yeah, Decker's. Yeah, you need the yeah. Lost Creek one. Eh, not yeah. quite more. More like three or Lots four. Lots of suggestions. Three or four, you Next. think? 
We have one last question here for this month. It's a four bagger this month. Oh my God, you read so slowly. I'm, I'm going to die. Sorry, over here. I just want to enunciate my words. That's why I'm reading slowly. Relax. Yeah, please. I'm not Mexican like you. I don't just blur all my words into one oh, long word. Oh, is that what <laughs> D-Lo right. at thetrailshow.com yes. For email inquiries <laughs> about the last Send your comment. anti-racism comments to me Okay, alright, here we go Bernard Wolf writes D-Lo Now that spring is here I've noticed the mulch in the yard needs to be replaced I'm torn between western red cedar mulch For its weed prevention control properties Or mulch from beetle-killed trees Given your experience with mulch Which do you prefer? First, I'm going to defer that question to yeah. the rest of my trail show compadres. I can speak to mulch. I can't. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it depends on the location of the mulching area. Ah, disco. Tree man. First thing I'll say to Bernard is that we missed you at the Denver Brew Hike. Where were you? Yeah. The second thing I'll say is that it doesn't matter what the wood type is or the color of the mulch. Mulch in itself is a weed killer. Essentially, as long as you cover the ground, no sunlight can penetrate through the mulch to the ground. So it doesn't matter if it's pine, if it's cedar, if it's spruce, if it's fir. It doesn't matter what color it is. It will be a weed preventer. Now, what Dilo was speaking on was the aesthetics of the issue. And if it's, you know, front and center in your front yard, you want it to look nice, yeah, a nice red cedar mulch would look good. But you know what? You can buy mulch that's been sprayed painted literally any color these days and you but, can get black mulch you can yeah, get yeah i would hesitate to put any sort of mulch that's been dyed with anything down in my environment just because yeah i agree i don't know this it's is just, really fascinating I, I'm, I'm glad hey i wanted to tell you listen to me ask a hiker i'm a hiker this is a question he's asking me a question yeah you necessarily need to be about hiking that's it Dilo's out and if you get a Blessed Virgin Mary bathtub, it looks really good. <laughs> Mags, you can speak to that, right? Well, I think Di Lorenzo should have the Blessed Virgin Mary in a half shell. I'm sure. I'm sure his wife would appreciate the that. The Blessed Mary in a half shell is where I'm going to be sleeping. I think I had days. that at a seafood. I think I had that at a clam chowder house in Florida one time. The the half shell Blessed Virgin Mary was wonderful. All right, man. I can't read any more of these questions because I just crumpled up my paper. I think well, that was that's it, the right? last question. Trail of the month, the Gobi Desert Trail with our Go- foreign correspondent. It's the Gobi Desert route. All right, so routes versus trails. Just yep. to, all the background you need to know is that the Gobi Desert is mostly in Mongolia, and that's where our friend Speedo just spent three weeks hiking. And the Silk Road went through there. Silk Road went through there, Who and there's their right mind goes to the Gobi Desert. <laughs> well, hey, no one. Like, hey, let the man no talk. Yeah, hold your questions. And hopefully he's awake. It's uh, 10.20 p.m. in Boulder and 6.20 a.m. in Germany. So let's see how this works out. Wunderbar. He's going to have his sleepy voice on. <phone rings> Calling Germany. <phone rings> Deutschland. Hello, trade show. Yay! Hey, it's... Uh, D-Lo, Mags, P.O.D., and Disco calling from the trail show. How are you, Mr. Speedo? Very good. Thank you. It's pretty early in Germany, right? It's 6 plus a.m.? How long have you been awake? Um, I only woke up at 5, I think. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. 
That's uh, P.O.D.'s goddaughter, that's in right. case people were wondering. So don't be booing my goddaughter. No, I was like, ooh, that's I'll early. i across the table at you. So you're on the air, Mr. Speedo. We want to talk to you about your recent hike in the Gobi Desert. Yes, that's why you called me. That's correct. <laughs> so none of our listeners, and frankly none of us, are very familiar with the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. You flew from Germany to Mongolia with another guy to hike for a couple of weeks. Is that basically what happened? Uh, that's correct. I have a friend. His name is uh, Michael, so Michael for you guys. Yeah. And he's traveled uh, five times to Mongolia prior to this trip. Whoa. So he's, uh, for hiking. So he's a very, um, maybe the most... <laughs> Uh, traveled hiker to Mongolia that I, at least that I know he's written of one of his trips he also wrote a book he actually planned this trip that we went on to hike it by himself okay it's been a big dream of him to go to this area where it's a national park and it's a strictly protected area so it's like in the US they have different um, pro- kinds of protections for different kinds of lands in yeah. Mongolia yeah, so he planned this trip, and I just asked if I can join him. So are you telling me that the whole time you were in Mongolia, you guys were inside this national park, or was some of the trail or some of the route outside the national park? Uh, most of it was inside one of the national parks and one of the strictly protected areas. That's correct. How many miles total did you end up hiking with him? 805 kilometers. Oh, quick, and calculate. 500 miles. Four, Four ninety nine point eight eight. There it is. <laughs> you take 10% multiplied by 6. All right. So now t- tell our listeners, like, were you actually on a trail or were you walking cross country or was was there a roads? Like, was it a mix? Okay. So I, I think you named this section uh, Trail of the Month. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, um, I'd call it Route of the Month. Okay. Route of the Month. Very good. Routes versus trails. Yeah. It's, the future. Uh, as your hiking develops uh, more mature, actually, I think uh, routes become more interesting. Yes. So, actually, in Mongolia, you don't really have a national scenic trail system or anything like it. And the country actually is open enough in the steppe or desert to just uh, go cross country. It's not, not a problem at all. Okay. So you just bring your map compass and... Uh, GPS and you just had the direction you want to go. And POD was she was saying that um, you did a hundred mile hundred mile waterless stretch in there. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So oh a wow! Little, a, a tiny little bit less because you got your cal- calculators out. It was distance was uh, one hundred forty seven kilometers from one source to the next one. How much water does that come out? How, mu- how many liters of water did you carry? I drank four to five liters a day, so four and a half. Yeah. So I had seven, seven platypus full yeah. of water, which is, two, <clears throat> I think, 2.2 liters or something. Oh, geez, so you're talking like 16, 17 liters total. Yeah. So I packed <laughs> with- <laughs> Oh, my God, man. That is a lot. That's, that's a lot of freaking water. <laughs> yeah. So how'd that yeah. feel? How'd that feel leaving out the water source with 17 liters on your back? <laughs> Maybe that's why I drank too much in the first two days. So my- <laughs> yeah. Well, if you drank all the water, you won't have to carry it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 
I didn't want to carry. I have to admit that on the last day, I was uh, my friend gave me two liters of water after, on the fourth. Oh man! Oh, your hiking oh, partner carried more water and then gave it to you. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a familiar story. Sounds familiar, <laughs> Speedo. Some things just don't ever change. <laughs> Talk to us real quickly about the the bear situation in in the Gobi. There there are actually some uh, brown bears, and they're in the grizzly bear family, is my understanding. But there's only what three dozen left. To compare one more time, the Mongolia to U.S. and Germany. So Mongolia is. Four and a half times the size of Germany. Okay. It's roughly a, a, a sixth of um, the U.S. Okay. territory, so in square miles, kilometers, whatever. And the people that live in one square kilometer in the U.S. Uh, I looked it up. It's 33. Okay. In Germany, in Germany, it's 220. Wow. And sure. <laughs> in Mongolia, it's just two persons. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that wow. sounds like Alaska. Yeah, makes Alaska look like a big metropolis. <laughs> yeah, half of that population actually already has moved to Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital of Mongolia. Hmm. So basically, we're talking in the Gobi Desert, hardly any people at all. So it's no- nomads, nomads. Yeah, nomads. Nomads, yeah. nomads country area where we were able to hike in with a special permit from a ranger. Um, and the uh, biologists that gave us a permit for the Great Gobi A strictly protected area, and this area is the last area in in the Gobi where uh, the Gobi bear lives. The Gobi so bear. That's what your question was about the Gobi bear. Yeah. Gobi bear. Um, there are actually a few biologists from the U.S. and Canada and uh, Germans who researched the, this um, brown bear. brown bear habitat. And they've done some research, and it's they found out that there are maybe 30 bears left. Gobi bears. Gobi bears. <laughs> it's like gummy bears. <laughs> but very different. Be- very different. Gobi yeah. bears. It's, um, the thing is that uh, the water is limit- so limited, so if uh, people move to a oasis, yeah. oasis out there, that means um, that life, they bring their livestock they live from the herds, from uh, sheep, from goats, from camels, what, what's possible to herd in the steppe. And uh, that means the oasis is uh, gets ruined. Kind of lost for the wildlife. Maddie, so the water sources that were out there, were those all natural water sources? Uh, yes. And um, the people that were, the people that you did see, were those all like herders and stuff Nomads. Like yes. Okay. What were the temperatures and, like? Uh, now, now we got the Celsius Fahrenheit problem again. But we, we were planning for <laughs> minus 10 and plus 10 Celsius. Who Just, got okay. the calculator out? <laughs> Just yeah. double it and add 30. Get a rough estimate. All right. So, Mags, what would that be? So, if it was 10 Celsius, that's roughly 50 Fahrenheit. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's nice. Um, Sounds nice. That was our planning. But then it got hotter than we expected because we had a wind from different directions when it was from the uh, northwest which we expected it to be all the time yeah. it was nice so it was freezing at night and it was very nice to walk with a thin windbreaker on and a t-shirt 
but then the wind changed for a few days and came from the uh, southeast. Temperatures rose to being a long sleeve and the shorts being way too much. <laughs> okay, so huh. it, it, it did actually get pretty damn hot for you guys then. Yeah, uh, especially on the long waterless stretch. That's why I guess I ran out of water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just real quickly, like, how how is the language barrier for you guys? I mean, you know, obviously you don't speak the local dialect. Like, how was that a problem? Was that a problem? Um, I, I didn't uh, think about that a lot because my previous travels to, yeah, the U.S. or to Asia... Normally, for business, you would always meet people who spoke, spoke English. When we came to Mongolia, to the countryside, of course, we weren't able to find people who spoke German or English. And no one spoke Finnish? But, no, no, <laughs> no, surprising. no. No Finnish? Oh. Come on. No. Very surprising. Um, <laughs> my friend speaks like 10 or 20 words in Mongolian. Like, hello, oh, thank good. you, yeah. goodbye, um, um, beer we're, Ger- we're german and stuff like that was a fermented the, um, milk <laughs> the rest we actually were able to do with like hands and fingers yeah and okay oh i'd fit in wrist. I'd mags, fit yeah. mags would be real good at this yeah. and um it's surprising you can actually get a lot of things done just like talking like with, with your the, hands with your body language and pointing and right <laughs> of course it's like there. kids, um, like babies. <laughs> yeah. Food, drink, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bathroom. We, pull, we pulled our uh, maps. Oh, maps maybe is something that hikers would be interested. Yeah, um, a little bit, using yeah. Using Russian maps that are over 40 years old. So Soviet-era surveys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Regarding the natural water sources that uh, POD asked about uh, earlier. Yeah. So... We, um, that's the problem when you have like, when you plan a trip like it and you have your maps and you're like, okay, there's a source. And we spend a lot of time before the trips on Google earth to check whether there was, um, the possibility that there actually was water. Hmm. Oh yeah. 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 They're 40 year old maps. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 40 year old maps and, uh, with Cyrillic writing <laughs> climate change. Yeah, that's and, a good uh, idea. Yeah, it's not a very high-resolution map either. So Now, let me ask you a question. Did hey, wait a minute. You, you just mentioned climate change. Now, you understand that here in God's country, we don't really believe that that's a real thing. <laughs> uh, well, we're Americans. We're, we're not very Yeah, we, we don't really believe it. That, you know, that, that's a lot of, like, hocus-pocus and magic. You know, it's just a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> let me, Maddie, I have a question for you. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm curious to see what, you know, what the Germany... What German folks have to say about climate change? Um, what do we have to say about climate change? Well, it's well, not—it's not real. I mean, you know that, right? It's not. What? What is not real? I mean, there's statistic data. I think it's called. Oh, yeah, that's just wait, wait, numbers. It—it it gets warmer. Come on, man! That's just numbers that a bunch of those academic folks made up. Yeah, it gets warmer. But uh, the thing is, of course, you now could argue whether or not burning fossil fuels. Oh, it's just a cycle, man. It's, it's I mean, not a problem. Maddie, so before we tick off the rest of our listeners... Uh, <laughs> right, and we should mention that Maddie works for Shell Oil. Anyway. What were some of the scenic highlights, or any of the highlights of this route in particular, be it cultural or scenic or what have yeah. you? Okay, yeah. The emptiness is uh, 
like a real highlight, I think. Okay. When you're when you're standing there and you're heading into an area that has a few mountain rangers, you are uh, approximately at uh, what is it, three thousand feet, so one hundred one kilo kilometer height. Okay. And you're the mountain ranges there are up to 1,700, 800. Okay. You're looking at a, a steppe, a desert, with sometimes hardly any vegetation, and you, you can look and around, and you know for 200 miles there's no one out there. Wow. It's empty. Did you see the double hump camels? Yeah. We saw, uh, really? 40, we saw 40 wild camels. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so cool. That's a and different that's, kind of hike. That's really rare. That's a lot more than we were we were hoping to see some, but we saw in on two separate days we saw in total 40 wild camels and there's approximately the estimated 200 left. So, Maddie, real quick, if someone wanted more information on how to put together a route, where would you go for maps or just general information about the desert or what have you? Yeah, planning a trip to Mongolia is maybe the hardest part i I would go to check the interwebs (laughs) yeah but where but that's that's not a very great tip lonely planet i actually have no idea you can get those russian maps in um in globetrotter in germany okay um i'm not sure how you would get maps in the u.s for for mongolia Hmm. so sorry sorry on that one so they should contact you yeah they should email you directly yeah, I tried to do some research, but uh, but I wasn't too successful in the first. So Google first Cold War era maps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that would help. Yeah, cool. Ba- basically, because I hadn't to hadn't, uh, I was lucky that I hadn't to do a big amount of planning due to my tra- just joining my friends' expedition style hike. So maybe that's I, uh, the best option: find someone who's already going and tag along. Yeah. So you find a, a German who's really familiar with the Gobi Desert. Look, look for him. <laughs> there is a guy out um, from for you guys from I think Canadian or American. I had I just bought a book in Ulaanbaatar before I headed back. You can send us the I name have, of it. and We can put it up. Yeah, on we'll, 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 we'll post a link. Page. We'll post yeah. a link after the fact. And yeah, so it's difficult uh, for some areas also to get permits. So. For the national parks, no problem. So you just, um, that's not a big deal. But for some of the strictly protected areas, I want, just wanted to mention that it's really hard or maybe impossible without the right, right connections to get in there. But to the trade show nation, I wanted to say that maybe if you were headed for a first hike to Mongolia, um, I actually, first, from my impression, also I haven't been to the Altai Mountains and just seen pictures from my friend Michael, uh, I think that's maybe the place to go for a first hike in Mongolia, the Altai Mountains, okay. Okay. the western part. Um, they have some nice national parks and um, and also the rest is a, a nomad country, so it's really um, very, very beautiful scenery, very low population density, and that's a place where I might like to suggest something for a first trip sweet <laughs> all right maddie we we got to cut it short man we, we've got a couple more segments to do but thanks so much for being willing to talk to us about your your hike on the, in the gobi desert and uh we'll put a link up yeah that sounds great okay. all right man thank thanks so much time. we'll talk to you later yep bye Cheers. Cheers. and there he goes 
Maddie Speedo Erlas. Actually, it's um, he's just getting his day started over there That's in right. Germany. That's and Delo's right. just getting his night started here in Boulder, I Colorado. Sure am, everybody. Did you hear the sound effects? It was really great. <laughs> I heard the kids screaming in the background. What? I meant from Delo. Oh, yeah. I, I We heard a little snoring. Oh, no, just yeah. a little? Just a, just okay. a, a smidge. All right. One more segment. Mags, you've got a gear review? I do. Do we have <gasps> gear review music? We're going to do that crazy techno music. There it is. Yeah. This is the Mags. This is the gear review. This is gear review. It's, it's the soft porn gear review. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. All right. So the ultimate Max. sports drink. It's the ultimate sports drink. It has calories. Okay. It has carbs. It has pain relief. <gasps> what? I know yes. what it is. It's beer. <laughs> so after our vigorous hike, I mean, look at our really crazy hike we had last weekend. We were tired. Yeah. We were sore. Yeah. We had a pint. Life was good. That's right. That's that's a good point. The it's world really, was a better place. And if you drink good craft beer, it has a little bit of protein in it, too. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, seriously. That's a bit of a stretch. I'm very serious. Like a, a milk stout, maybe? Yeah. I can see that having protein. I don't know. So that's your that's your gear review, man. <laughs> Do you know how much hate mail you're gonna? You're just like thumbing your nose at the gear. I've people. always said the I ultimate sports drink. It's the ultimate sports drink. You calories, your nose, Max. Calories, carbs, and pain relief in one beverage. Max, I like it. Max what about a Gatorade? No, no, go back to sleep. Go back to sleep, yeah. dude. <laughs> oh wow! Show's almost over. I'm trying to like connect with everybody. All right, folks. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today connect, to our two-year anniversary you, connect, show. Connect with you. Two years of bear, trail, and nonsense. And harassment. And we want to thank all the monthly PayPal donors. And we would like to encourage you to donate on a daily basis. <laughs> on a, Yeah, daily is even better than monthly. <laughs> Consider it. I tell you what, keep those iTunes reviews coming. Because the iTunes Top 5 segment, it's starting to take shape. Really, really appreciate your feedback. You can always find us at www.thetrailshow.com, facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, cafepress.com slash thetrailshow, on Stitcher Radio, and of course on iTunes. Dilo, what do you need to speak on? Triple W or W-double-W? Either way works. Our Twitter handles are Disco. I'm at L-A-W-T-O-N-G. Mags is at PMagsCo. D-Lo is at D-L-O-W. And P-O-D is at Felicia Darkness. F-E-L-I-C-I-A Darkness. Now, D-Lo, did you have something you needed to say before we actually finish the... <laughs> God, again? All right, here we go. What's the highlights? Highlights, please. This is not a test. Do not be afraid. Trail show will return if it does in fact disappear. Our podcast will be moving from web web host to another. The former host may choose to hold our podcast hostage. In that situation, drastic measurements to resolve hostage situation. All right, folks, and there it was. We heard a little bit there. Just you know, bear with us. We're, we have some growing pains. We'll be back in June, possibly on Delo's deck for our summer thunderstorm show. Woo! <laughs> nice. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Mags and Delo, I'm Disco. Ciao. Podcast moving. Podcast moving. Podcast Choose. Moving. Podcast moving.
Jules. Banquet. 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 Tequila. 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 Go be bear. Go be bear. Go be bear. Let's go out drinking. Let's go out drinking. Tequila's already asleep. Then that's a show. I have to go to bed. Good night, everybody. Well, back when I did it, it was way harder. We had to walk the aqueduct 16 miles with no shade and water. Bob Iman there in the Lancaster Valley Mouth.